welcome to Philly Football Now, a Philly Sports Now podcast. My name is Zach, and I'm here today with Luke and Nick. Uh, before we get started with the episode today, I just want to give a quick shout out to Andrew, who is not here, but who did fill in, making sure we had those extra episodes before uh, the Buffalo game. So, good on Andrew. But anyway, uh, Luke, what did you think of uh, the Eagles' win over the Chicago Bears this weekend? Uh, I mean... We need wins, so it's a, a win's a win at this point. Uh, the Bears, they have, a good, um, they have a good defense. So I mean, we're not just gonna. I, it, it was it was a it was a tale of two halves. I mean, first half we were up nineteen nothing, and it looked like we were gonna dominate this game, and we were gonna take advantage of the Bears' awful offense with Mitchell Trubisky. But then, like the first eight weeks, this team can't play a football game and in the second half we let the bears come back in this game and it's just yes it's frustrating but like i said a win to win at this point and we're five and four and just gotta keep moving forward agreed i i think i think it's well put wins a win much needed win and i'm sure we'll talk about that second half in a little bit uh nick how'd you feel after the game um i i agree with luke you know wins a win you gotta rack up wins if you're Want to make the playoffs? Uh, I I think I think the only way you're going to make the playoffs is uh, by winning the division because I think the other teams in this conference is, are just too good. Um, and you know, in in that in that aspect of it, yeah, you know, they they won the game. But as far as how I feel, uh, I feel pretty much the same as I felt after every game this season. I mean, it's this team. I mean, this team is 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 a very average team and. You know, I said it before, I don't think they are going anywhere without um, an addition. <clears throat> or I think I said as constructed, they won't, you know, they might make the playoffs, but they won't do anything. They won't go anywhere. Um, you know, I stand by that still. I think I think what this game showed you is that um, we don't have wide receivers. We, we, we just simply, we don't have wide receivers. Uh, Alshon Jeffrey is clearly... Um, not a hundred percent, and on top of that, he's he, he's I, I believe lost a step or two. Uh, <clears throat> he can't. He's not fast, so he's not someone you can throw a deep ball to. And uh, let's I mean let's just be honest. Carson, you know, doesn't throw the fifty-fifty balls to him as much as Nick Foles did for whatever reason. Um, I'm not saying that's a problem on Carson. I think that's just more of a different style of, of play. And and I think it's just showing you how you know poorly set up this 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 team is that wide receiver because after Jeffrey I mean we have nobody we have nothing this is one of the worst wide receiver um, cores in, in in the NFL right now so why don't uh, you and, keep and going off of that and talk about uh, <clears throat> just more in detail about the receivers with this game and more importantly how. Uh, a certain someone showed up just to kind of leave. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I, I've, you know, I've brought it up numerous times. You know, like I always want to start by saying, like, I'm not hit Deshaun Jackson. I don't know what he's been going through. I don't know what he's been being told. But what I've heard from week one of his injury is that it was some kind of hernia, and that, I mean. It, it it was suggested to him to get surgery, and he would have been out for about six weeks with that to nurse that in, that 
to recover from the surgery. Now, seven weeks later, he comes back, and now he's getting surgery. It comes out that he's going to get surgery tomorrow. I mean, that to me is what I expected after he waited this whole time because I think, you know, Zach, you had a – you had a hernia. I mean, you can't. I did to the listeners. Ain't fun. Well, actually, I, I'll, I'll, I'd like to elaborate on it because I do have that that experience that I can throw in here. Now, the ring. I think his is a sports hernia. I don't remember what kind you had specifically, but I don't, I don't know the difference of a sports hernia. No, no, a hernia, hernia. Um, a sports hernia, I think, is more in the ab area, and the other one is more lower, like more. I see. I could be wrong. But I believe a sports hernia is still uh, a similar injury. I think it's just a matter of where it's located. Yeah. So to that no, extent, I totally I'll agree. talk about – So Again, not have, doctor. Yeah, right. Uh, also not a doctor, but have had surgery. Um, if you have a hernia and you have surgery, it, first of all, modern surgery on a hernia is like way less intense than um, – let's call it old school surgery, which is what I had more along the lines of. I had a classic hernia surgery. And when that happens, it's it's a six-week at most recovery. Like, it sucks, but you get back on your feet over time. Six weeks. Um, and, and actually, and actually, one of the first things I started doing after I had it was running. Like, like I couldn't lift weights right away, but you could run, you know? Like, so for someone who we need in a sense of speed, like... I, I, I'm looking at this and I see like just red flags all over the place that this was an office thing. Like I have a hard time thinking that this is at all on Deshaun Jackson. And here's why, because again, as I said, if he had got that surgery week, what was it? Week one or two when this happened? I think it was week It was week two during warmups versus the uh, Falcons. Okay. So if he had got that surgery, he would have been back probably New England Patriots game. Definitely. Like, like for sure, mo- maybe not 100%, but almost, right? Like, he would have absolutely been back for that game. He would have been a big threat, a needed threat for that game. Um, and he would have been fine by then. However, because a hernia isn't, like, a, a dire consequence thing, like, immediately, like, like you're not gonna die from a hernia right away. Like it's 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 it hurts a lot, but it's not like an immediate thing. So if they were telling him to push through it, like that just it, the whole thing just sounds extremely barbaric and silly. Like like you can, like pushing through so, it so just takes more time. I'm gonna I'm gonna cut you off because I'm I'm about ninety percent positive that. He ch- he. It came out that he is, he chose not to get the surgery. Okay, well then I'll throw it on. Him. I'm like 95 percent sure. Uh, okay, because because it came out it came out week three or whatever the week after he got hurt about this whole surgery thing was suggested to him and he turned it down and wanted to pursue it without surgery. That was the whole thing. So then so then fine fine. It's not the office's fault. It's not the Eagles' fault. It's I don't know though. Fun. Like I, I'm I'm but. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm only ninety five percent positive, but, but I'm pretty sure that's what it was. Sixty percent of the time, it's right every time. Um, but, but the medical but, but, staff should do what they know is right. It, the players should can't. not have. If he, they, Luke, they if, if, if someone's, if someone's offered surgery and it's not 
like Zach said, a mandatory life like it's not mandatory. It's not like he tore his ACL. It's not like he uh, broke his uh, collarbone. Like if 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 they believe, if the player believes he can nurse it and and heal naturally, and he has the right to choose that, they can't force a guy to get surgery. So that's a great point. Like 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 you can't force someone to go in into a hospital and get surgery just because you want them back in six weeks. That's, like, you know, you know what, Nick, like, that is... The, that other, is... The, the other flip side of it that I had heard was that um, hernias are not as easy to come back from the older you get. And he's obviously up there age-wise now, like over 30, I think 32 or something like that. Um, and I again, this is just stuff I've heard on the radio. But it was believed that, you know, it, there there was some hesitation because of his age and he was worried that maybe he wouldn't come back as, as well and whatnot. Um, but I, I don't know. I, again, like there's so much speculation behind it. It is all weird. But the, the fact, the thing is like, if we're all sitting here saying like, why doesn't he just get surgery? Like week after week after week, I would have to uh, believe like without a doubt he was told, yeah, like surgery is an option. <laughs> like, okay, like a hundred and ten percent. All I was. I don't say buy that. Is that I agree? I don't with you buy right that. There. I don't buy that he had no like 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 it's all in the Eagles, um, training staff, and they they told him don't get surgery. Like I don't buy that. I don't buy that at all. So I'm not blaming the Sean Jackson. We do agree on what we all agree on is that someone made a really stupid dumb mistake, whether it was the Sean well, Jackson. Or the office, and now the way you're describing it, it does make more sense. That it was just Deshaun Jackson himself, but like, I, like I don't. Wanna, I mean, yeah, been like, telling like, him, just get the surgery. You'll be back, and it, you'll be fine. Now he's going to get the surgery, but, and he'll be back. He'll definitely be a hundred percent for next season, but he's not going to play. No, this no, season. that that's what they're saying is that they don't know. Like, like coming back from this injury at this age, they don't know how a hundred. Like, if he'll ever be a hundred percent again. I find that hard to believe. I, I I know 32 is old in the sense of playing the game, but I don't think it's that old for the sense of this injury. I, again, I'm not. Well, let me ask, Zach. Let me ask you this. Correct me if I'm wrong. I'm not a hernia expert or a doctor, but I do believe once you've had one, it's more likely that you get another. Correct. Um, that is something that I was told on the surgery table. That was terrifying. Yes, <laughs> that was that was so, one of the scariest moments of my life. So I mean. That's. I mean, I'm pretty sure the rocks have like four hernias. <laughs> like, I, I don't know how that's possible, but okay. I, 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 I remember he had a certain amount of emergency hernias, like that. So, but my point is, like, like once you, I think once you got one, you're more prone to getting them. And and if that's the him, case, like the floodgates are open now. Yes, yes, and like if he gets it fixed, that's great. But is it going to just happen again? I mean, I I think he'll think about retiring after coming back. No, he's not. Retiring. <clears throat> oh, I find I I think, I think, he'll I think he'll think his, about it. His his Instagram post shows me he just want, he wants to play. he wants to play a hundred percent. But when he comes after he gets the surgery and he comes back, we'll yeah, see. Well, like, like at, I think he's at, I, no, he's I think he'll come. Here. I think he'll come back from this surgery and he'll be. Seventy-five percent of what he was. I think that's. Mm, I, I, I dis. I disagree. No, I, you're I, always going to well, get this. When you're, run, when, you're, when you're running twenty miles per hour, I think, and you still have a hernia, I, I think, after surgery, you're bound to just get. I don't know, but <laughs> I I think I'm not saying he's going to be a hundred percent, or I'm not saying he's going to be Deshaun Jackson from 
when we had him in t- 2010, but I do believe next year, if he's fully healthy, like if, if the surgery goes well, like, and he's actually healthy and doesn't get hurt in the off season, then I, I think he'll be fine. And I mean, age will take it, but I think we'll still get the 20 mile per hour to Sean Jackson that we need to spread the well, I think it's a good. Yeah, I mean, I'm willing. I, it, everything goes well. I definitely think he'll be ready for next season. It's just a matter of, even if he's not like, a hundred percent Deshaun Jackson, he's still going to be the best receiver on this team. Which is why I don't think if he comes back next year, it makes like it's going to save us. Like, like this team needs a heck of a lot more than a. He definitely helped us on that first drive versus the Bears. I mean, it clearly showed he spread the offense. I mean, Carson Wentz is hitting all wide receivers, and, I mean, he's a difference maker on the field. I I mean, yeah. We drove down down the field, and we should have scored. He was only on the field for four plays. But we drove down the field. He wasn't on the the field for that whole series. He came out after four plays. Jackson. So, like, my point is, like, yeah, you could say it, it looked good for the four plays, but he, I mean, after that, I mean, it was, I mean, he didn't do anything. He was out of the game. So, like, most of that drive, he wasn't even in. He was only in for four plays. So, let's talk about uh, uh, the fact that uh, <clears throat> Ertz had a heck of a game. Kind of felt great seeing, like, Ert, prime Ertz, it felt so, like. Um, yeah, so, like, sorry, Zach, I'm going to cut you off because, like, I think I see where you're going, and and this is something I want to bring up. That's why I'm, I just have to say it. Like so, going off the receiving problem. So you got our the top four receivers of this game. Out of the top four receivers of the game on the Eagles, only one of them is a wide receiver. Correct. That yep. and that that's that Jump should the say the whole problem. <laughs> that should say the whole problem in a nutshell. Which, which, which shows you why and this whole. For the last what, like fifteen minutes, because we've been talking about Deshaun Jackson, it, it shows you why the Eagles should have traded for Robbie Anderson, and it would have only costed you a fifth round pick. I mean, it was a no brainer, and I mean, is that they, what they're saying? Is that out? I mean, that's what it was reported that the Jets or it, Robbie well, Anderson would only cost about a fifth round pick to get Robbie Anderson. You know, it goes it goes line. past that now because it's like clearly there's something like I, I don't know so how we must think something or know something or be doing something that we don't or maybe he's just lost his touch because if that's the case, I don't understand why we we didn't get Robbie Anderson, and I don't understand why you don't sign Josh Gordon immediately. He we and and the way the waivers worked is the Seahawks were behind the Eagles on the waiver wire, so the Eagles had to say no to him. It's not like it was like first first jump gets him. It was like, My do you want do you want Josh? Do you want Josh Gordon? No, we don't want. Him. His background. I said it before on this that. podcast, and I'll say it again right his, now. I have zero faith in Howie right now. Zero. His nothing. I, I, I don't trust his I, trading. I, I don't trust his draft. I have no confidence in that man doing his job. Yeah, I, I, I kind of, I, I kind of, I'm kind of hitting that point too, Zach. I mean, it's, it's. They, my guess it's is weird because they, they didn't like Josh Gordon's background history, and they. Passed him up. That would be my guess, and I I know we but, shouldn't but pass him up. Here's here's the thing with Josh Gordon is is his background history is he doesn't focus and doesn't put in a hundred percent. Okay, so a sixty percent Josh Gordon is still better than every receiver on our team right now. And on top of that, my, 
you don't have anything to lose by just bringing him on the team. It's not like he's a disruption to the rocker room. It's not like he's, you know, his problem was like with the Patriots was, you know, he wasn't showing up on time to practice, which is like, I, I don't say, I'm not saying that's a great thing and all, but like, if that's like, you might as well take a shot on him. Like, like, like maybe he comes five minutes late to practice, but Lane Johnson saying everybody comes late to practice on the team anyway. So why take a shot on him? Like, I don't, I don't know. I don't understand it. That was, that was one I definitely thought it doesn't hurt to at least bring him in for a couple of games. Like, like, he he would easily immediately be your best um, wide receiver, and he's a he's a speedster. He's fast, so he's a deep threat. Another um, issue you you want to talk about things in in the team, like you were saying with Lane Johnson. You want to go with? I love it, uh, Luke 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 calling it out during the game. You know, Alshon Jeffrey, who supposedly is the one who talks behind Wentz's back, and yet there he goes dropping balls during that game. Pretty big plays, like. I, I going right back to what you said earlier, Nick. Our two best receivers were tight ends, and we, how, how are we playing I, football without main receivers? Yeah, no, it's 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 a joke. Like it, our our wide receivers are terrible. Like they, it's it's a huge problem. Like it, I, I, it's kind it, it's kind of what are you supposed to say at this point? Other than they're just not good. They're not good. They're not good enough. They're. I think they're not, not going to get you anywhere. Is the better is, like yeah. You're, you're not. Here's the thing. Unless the Eagles, like like, uh, uh, actually, no, I don't even know what what I was going to say. Like the, you're not going to win a Super Bowl with this with this offense. Like you're just not. And the, and the way that the, the league is, and where it's like you need a high powered offense to get there, except for last year's Super Bowl for whatever reason turned into a defensive game. But to get there, you need a high powered offense. This offense isn't gonna isn't gonna cut it, and yeah, it's gonna be fun competing for the division. And to me, you win the division, it's still awesome, and I just want that at this point, just to at least get into the playoffs. And oh, you never know, or whatever. But but I mean, come, I mean, you're. I feel like you're kidding yourself if you if you if you think this team's fine the but way I see it is. You sit like, down like, and you say, "When I know, I know, and I know," but you don't. And I. No, I know. I know this team is is not good enough. I I know that. No, uh, I, I, uh, I I I see where you're coming from. I mean, especially when we talk about we we gotta we gotta talk about here. One of the most unreliable players of the season was not only great at running but also great at passing during this game. And that's Miles Sanders. Or I guess receiving. Sorry, not passing, but yeah. But Miles Sanders ran for 42 yards and received 31 yards more yards than uh Aguilar and almost the same as Alshon Jeffrey only five off um I just (laughs) Sanders had a heck of a game yeah Sanders is a great threat um he's 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 actually I think he's the only weapon we have speed wise like like I think he's your speed weapon maybe they can find a way to use him in the passing game as a spe- as a Deshaun Jackson replacement, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what you think, Luke. But I, uh, I, I mean, this is this is the like Miles Sanders. We know who Miles Sanders is, and like this is what he is. Like he, he's a good receiving uh, running back out of the backfield, like you guys said. But like I mean that, and Nick, like you said, he's our speed guy. But like 
he's our replacement for Darren Sproles. Obviously, Darren Sproles is getting older and he's injured. He's injured a lot, and once he retires, it's Miles Sanders will replace him, and and he's a, hopefully a future back. And it's just, I mean, it, when it's the, like the third and thirteen on the final drive of the uh, of the game, Eagles are only we're only up nineteen to fourteen, and they need to get points. It's third and thirteen, and Doug Peterson has a good play call and has a has a screenplay for Miles Sanders, and he gets about fifteen yards. It's just it, Miles Sanders is a speedy guy, and he he can make a move. But I mean, he's just he, and but to go to the Bears games, I mean, it, it looked like he played with like an attitude. I mean, he was trying to truck people, he was trying to run people over. He he, he was a little more aggressive this last game, and I, it's it, he would get yards after carries and or yards after contact. Um, he just that, this this was definitely one of his better games for as a running back standpoint. Where I, I just uh, he, he I mean this is like I said this is this is who he is. I mean he's not going to get you the one hundred twenty yards. Like he he won't ever. He's not a true running uh, number one running back, and I think he's a guy that will I, carries with uh, Jordan Howard. I think it's way too early to to make that that judgment call. I mean, I think he's showing you flashes this year that he, he's got a lot of talent. And I mean, and he, and he barely played in, if you think about it, he barely played in college. So, and, and I think his flashes of, of talent right now, I mean, I'm not saying he's going to be a star or anything, but I don't know that he's shown you what he, I, like, yeah, I think he's just starting to show you what he can be. I agree. I think, I think, he, I think, I think he's got a lot of talent. This, Sorry, this Zach, game has, no, I'm just, I'm excited. I, I want to just, you know, go off of your what you're saying there is I think this game really gave me hope for Sanders. You know, Sanders has been making a lot of rookie mistakes. As we said, I think the last time we were all together, he is a rookie, and that's unfortunate. Um, it's the NFL. Can't really have the room for big mistakes like that. But I think he is learning. And, you know, call me biased because I'm from Penn State background. But I, I do hope he, you know, keeps at it. Because if he keeps having games like today, maybe he's not a – number one running back but he's a good one and he's a good threat like we've been saying you know um but as luke said we do have to talk about the fact that you know jordan howard did have 82 rushing yards you know great game great job by jordan howard um and and overall i don't i don't think i've said this yet but overall rushing yards we had was 146 so again there you go to that stat we talked about before you get over 100 rushing yards eagles tend to win the game um I just think this was a, you know, it speaks volumes kind of a thing. This Sanders and Howard working together when they really get going seems to really work. Uh, I mean, I, yeah, I agree. The running game was it was clearly the big part of this game. But I mean, also to go at this, I mean, you got to question Doug Peterson's play calling here. It's like the first half we were run dominant, and then the second half. We, we just stopped running the ball and we were passing the football. Uh, it was like five out of six plays on one drive and we just we stopped our run game and we were And then what, you, what did we notice about the, uh, the score after he did that, huh? Exactly. It's just, I mean, Doug, when it was like Doug Peterson get, got nervous and he just went to went, – when uh, the Bears finally started to, uh, you know, attack our secondary, that's not good. And for some points, Doug got scared, and he just decided to start passing the ball, which made no sense. Why pass the ball when 
one, you want to run up the clock, and two, you want to keep just you want to win the trenches. It's just I so I, this this team is becoming a more run dominant offense. But I mean, it goes back to what I said last week. It, we want to be a run dominant offense, but you never know with Doug Peterson because he likes to pass the ball. So Nick, do you have anything to add on that? Because I have a question going off of that too. Yeah, no, I, I actually, you know, I, I agree. I think, I think going off of that, I think that that's the only way that we're going to win the division, and I think that's the only way you can have a salvageable season is if you, if Doug Peterson can finally look in the mirror and go, you know what, I got to change from being a pass-heavy coach. And the sad thing is, is that, um, it, 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 is that I I worry um, because. Doug obviously came from Andy Reid, and Andy Reid, we said for 15 years, like, oh, I wish, you know, maybe maybe Andy will see, like, maybe we, we just run the ball more, you know, and that's not what Andy Reid ever wanted to do, and he's never, ever, ever was a run-first coach. And, you know, I think I think, it, I think it's being stuck in, in your way, and, and, I, and I think you have to look at what you have. You have to play to your strengths, and our strengths – are absolutely not at wide receiver. And I think that you got to just put it in Jordan Howard's hands a lot and, you know, obviously uh, trickle in some Miles Sanders runs. So I do agree. You know, um, we spent most of this episode so far talking about the fact that we don't have that receiver threat. But going off of why is Doug shying from the run game when it's working? So, like, like we – I, not that I want to say it like this, but we could have lost this game, right? Like, we were watching the fourth quarter, and, you know, not not that it was ever clearly out of our hands, but there was definitely an opportunity to lose this game. Um, and I would blame that on the fact that, you know, you saw a lack of run and you saw the pass attempts continue. So here's my question to you guys based off of what we're saying about Doug Peterson going off the passing game. Do you think he's trying to focus on passing for one of two reasons? Is it A, he's trying to help Wentz get out there and do get, get more Wentz action? Or is it B, do you think it's more of a self thing, as we've said, we know, you know, from Doug Peterson's history, from Andy Reid and also being a quarterback himself, is it because he specifically himself prefers passing? I think it's B. I, I, I think he just prefers I, passing. Yeah, I think the correct answer here would have to be B. Yeah, I, I think I think it's just the way he believes. It's the way um, he grew up. You're successful. I think I think it's his his philosophy. It's his belief of the game right now. And he's um, a he's a quarterback. He was a quarterback in the NFL. I mean, it's just uh, he just wants to pass the ball. And, uh, go ahead, Nick. But I like you're saying it's just he, no. He, yeah, I agree. I mean, he he grew up a quarterback. He likes passing the ball, and then he goes to Andy Reid. Andy Reid taught him everything he knows about coaching and now he's a past dominant coach as well it's just we we knew what we got when we put Doug Peterson as a coach and it was we were going to be a past dominant team and I mean he's got to just and we still need to pass the ball 30 to 40 times a game but I mean like when you're playing the Bears and they're they have quarterbacks like Kyle Kyle Fuller and, and like you guys have been saying, our receivers obviously aren't good, and two tight ends are leading receivers in the game. That's not good. So I mean, and when you're running the ball for about 80 yards in the first half, you got to keep running the ball and 
just killing the time possession. It, it was just, I mean, Doug Peterson, he's got to learn how to make adjustments during the game. You, you, you can't, you have your game plan going the game, going into the game, but if that game plan changes by, okay, our rush, our running is going better than our passing. You got to go, okay, so first and second down, let's pound the ball and see if we can get a third and two, or if we get a first, keep going with the running. You got to like, you got to learn how to make adjustments during the game and not just go with your game plan entering that game. Yeah, but I I don't think that that that'll ever happen. I I think I think I think you got. But that's, what, that's what has to happen. That's what's a good. Yeah, thing. I mean, no, I I agree. I I just don't think he's going to change from being a pass heavy, uh, pass heavy um, coach because I, I think that's his philosophy. I think that's how he won a Super Bowl, and no. That's what he thinks he's got to do. So, I, I I mean, I hate to be pessimistic, Polly, every single week. But, I, I mean, you know, or sounding like a broken record, you know, whatever you want to say. I mean, this team just that hasn't shown you any, any reason to say, yeah, this is, you know, we got – we're a good team. We, we've got a good chance at going far this year. You know, like it's just – it's the same thing every week, which to me tells you it's not – a fluke every single week, you know, that's what this team is. It's an average team, you know, the defense, you know, the one thing, you know, the one thing is like, yeah, the defense looked good the past couple weeks, but they're playing against two of the worst quarterbacks in the league. So it's like, how how much can you even factor that in? Uh, So, so this, we'll see uh, when we go up against the Patriots in two weeks. I mean, I think you got to split between the Patriots and the Seahawks if you want to win the division. I mean, and, and, I mean, do you honestly think they're going to win one of those games? Like, in your heart of hearts, do you? Like, can you look at like if you had if you were going to put a hundred dollars down, would you put a hundred dollars down that the Eagles are going to beat the Patriots? I mean, I, I, if you were forced to bet on that game, I mean, I wouldn't take the Eagles. I mean, I wouldn't. I, take, I, 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 wouldn't I don't think you can just write a. I, I agree that I mean for the Patriots game, yeah, but I'm not counting us out of the Seahawks game. I think I think the Seahawks as your as your. Better chance. Better, like, I mean, better chance. I agree. I would give the Seahawks probably. A, I would give it a sixty forty leaning, leaning toward the Seahawks. But I mean, at at the link, I, you never count the Eagles out. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't but know. Also, uh, I just not, not, <laughs> But also now they have Josh. I mean, I, I brought it up a couple weeks ago. You know, Russell. I mean, Russell Wilson's one of the best quarterbacks in the league. He's going to be MVP this year, like like as of right now, like like. And I, I, there's no – like, what's our defense going to – I mean, our defense against, you know, Russell Wilson, I mean, come on. I mean, it's like – I don't see how they're going to stop him. And likewise for Tom Brady. I can't count the birds out just yet. I, I wouldn't I'm not count them out either, but I, wouldn't, I would also not be betting on him. That's, I, that's where I'm at. That's, that was my point is I would not I, – I, if, if, if someone was like, Nick, if like I was – if it was like, you have to put a bet on this game. I would bet on the Patriots, and I would bet on the Seahawks. I wouldn't bet on because, like, it's a, it's, it's not a long shot, but it's not just like, saying. All we need to do is pick up Jordan Matthews. No, just saying. Stop. No, just we need saying. to pick up Antonio Stop. Brown. Stop. Don't. Don't. Don't rip a scab. Open. So the, the problem with Jordan Matthews, Zach, is is he doesn't all, fix all Jordan. All Jordan Matthews is is a less um, capable version of Alshon Jeffrey. 
like he's a like, more capable version of than Matt Collins. But 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 it doesn't solve your problem of, of it doesn't solve your problem of you need someone with speed to get down the field. Like it doesn't solve a problem. It adds another it, it just, receiver that can catch rather than drop. But but like yeah, that's great. But the pro like we have Alshon Jeffrey who can catch a, a ball on a five yard slant. You know, True. like like, and and and, you know, I don't think I don't. I mean, if that's it, if that's the only option, go for it. I mean, he's better than Matt Collins. Obviously, you're right. But like, I would rather take a shot at one of the other guys out there. I can't remember their names, Luke. I don't remember if you've heard. Um, I have not heard. Uh, I'm, I, I, I'm blanking. There's like three wide receivers they could pick up, and I, I honestly don't think they're going to touch so anyone. So before we close up the episode, it. one thing I wanted to do, because none of us really got to talk about it because we had technical issues, but when the deadline approached and passed and we didn't get a big receiver, I was wondering, what would you guys, like, so, so to end this episode, what would have been a move you would have saw worth it, and whether that's someone you would have traded or just someone you wanted badly? Like, what would you have done differently? And I'm talking, like, uh, major moves. I mean, I I, like I said earlier, I would have traded for Robbie Anderson for just giving up a fifth-round pick. Should have been a no-brainer. It should have been a no-brainer giving up a fifth-round pick for something this team desperately needs, even with Deshaun Jackson out there because like we nick especially you've been saying he won't be a hundred percent so i mean it's just and then i also would have traded for a cornerback like harris from denver but my first thing would have been getting robbie anderson so i that, think that would have been my big move nick what, i think name? i i agree with luke that's all i would have done because i think that this team has so many problems i think you need you need these draft picks, and you need to draft well next year. Fifth round um, pick isn't getting you anything special. Robbie Anderson. No, that's why. I, fifth round that, that's why I said I agree with you on Robbie Anderson. I'm uh, saying okay. like I, 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 I wouldn't have. No, yeah, I agree with you on Robbie Anderson. I, because I don't think anyone you draft is going to be better than Robbie Anderson in the fifth round. So I mean, um, I think that was an easy. If that's really what it was, then I, I'm stunned and don't understand what how he's doing but i mean that's what adam as, Schefner reported that it was only a that the jets were willing to give I, up a fifth round or robbie anderson for a fifth round pick i just that's just that that to me says how he doesn't believe in this team like doesn't believe it's worth making any moves for this team which is just silly because like, i don't think he's gonna do anything successful draft wise that'll make the team better so yeah i don't know well, okay, I mean, so I have I have I, a hypothetical. I, I have a hypothetical I've been sitting on, and I'm just curious how you guys feel about it. What would you have? Would it, you have been willing to trade Ertz for a big name no. receiver? No. 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 What no. receiver? You mean no? Name? Someone like OBJ. No. 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 <laughs> Ertz, is, Ertz is like the main guy of this franchise. Now, Luke, okay, so th- so here's what I wanted to bring it up. It's just a hypothetical, and Ertz is probably my favorite team. player on this team right now. But Zach Ertz <sighs> is not doing as well as Goddard. He's five years older than Goddard. 
and we have zero receivers. So when you have a successful tight end backing up a older successful tight end and you have no receivers, would it really have been that crazy to trade a good tight end for a great here's, receiver? Here's Zach what I'm going to say. The, Zach I, is the I best say, tight end. I say no because I don't think OBJ is worth as much as Zach Ertz. Like, I think Zach Ertz is way higher in value Um, because I think Zach Ertz is, like, I mean, top three tight ends of the league. I think he's probably, yeah. He's top two. two. It's him versus Travis Kelsey. Take your pick. And and I don't don't agree with you saying – you know, he, he hasn't been good this year. I mean, that's... I didn't I think, say he hasn't been good. I just said Goddard's been better. Which, which I, I also don't agree with. I, 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 better but that, that doesn't mean anything. What that means is Carson threw to him more. That doesn't mean Ertz isn't, isn't doing good. I mean, that just means Carson was choosing to throw to Dallas Goddard because probably because Ertz is getting double covered, which doesn't mean Ertz is playing poorly. Ertz is still playing again at an elite level, which clearly showed you last game. He had nine catches for over 100 yards and a touchdown. So, like, I mean, I mean, Ertz has five. I think that's yards. I think that's what you're going to see. I think you're going to see like last year, like when Carson was just like only throwing his accurates. I think that's what we're going to start to see. Which honestly, I'm not against at this point. Like, just give it to Ertz and oh, call it a day. No, but I, I don't. I don't agree. I think. I think just because he, I got it, was getting open. In previous games, and Ertz was probably getting double covered. I don't think that means Goddard's playing that he had better uh, stats. But, Fair yes. enough. Just thought it was worth just worth considering. No, it's it's interesting because I mean I heard it thrown around. Andrew brought it up once. I mean, my initial the only thing reaction would... was like Luke's. It was like no, no, no. Like you can't do that. But it's like and, and like I said, at some point, my favorite. At some point, you got to say. These guys are getting older, and you know you gotta look to but, the future. He's, and he's not older; he's prime. Like he, this dude is. Wow, what's he like? Thirty? Twenty-nine. Once you hit thirty, no. he's twenty-nine. Once you hit thirty, it's time to get rid of him. No, that's just Tom Brady. No, Luke. Except for the quarterback and kicker, once you hit thirty, okay. they're gonna decline. I think it's Earth just has fat. a solid two years left of prime material. Yeah. And if you're going to trade disagree. him, it would be within yeah. these two years. Luke, the average no. the average span of an NFL player's career is like four years. Like, that's, like, like that's that's a running back is like four years. No, 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 no. It's average Dak player Ertz, in the NFL. Dak Ertz just became a main tight end in 2017. He was drafted in 2013, and he became our main tight end about two, three years ago when Brett Selleck was declining. Now, when in two years. That's when Dallas Goddard will then become the main tight end, and Zach Ertz will become the new Brett Selleck, and he'll start to decline. So uh, when should you get only, rid of Ertz? Should you get rid of him when he's already in, declining in like, and not worth as much? Or now when you years. get a receiver no. for him? No, because we need him right now. If we get a receiver, that won't do anything. You you, you get rid of your best. You get rid of your best receiver for for just for who you get maybe. You you don't get a Michael Thomas, you don't get an Odell Beckham Jr., and you don't get a uh, Mike Evans. You'll get like I, I don't know. Uh, I, I need to look at the receivers, but off, maybe like a you could get uh, like a Marvin Jones Jr., Allen Robinson. 
Mike Williams type players. Like you're not going to get the top five, six receivers in the NFL for Zach Ertz. You'll have to throw in picks. Like when we were looking into, uh, uh, who was the, who's the guy that went to the Rams, the cornerback? Um, yeah, Jalen Ramsey. The, the trade rumors was Zach Ertz and a third round pick to get the best cornerback in the NFL. If we wanted to get an Odell Beckham, Mike Thomas, Mike or uh, Mike Evans, you would have to give up Zach Ertz and like a first round pick to get them. It, it wouldn't be worth it. And Zach Ertz is too vital for this offense. I, I wouldn't do it. And and like Nick's been saying, it, it it wouldn't make this offense better. All right. Go sounds, ahead. Uh, sounds like Hold on. Good. Nick has a, Nick has a counterpart. No, no, no. I, I, I kind of <laughs> agree with you. My only question to you is like, um, is that, what you, do you truly believe Zach Ertz is going to be an elite tight end for the next five years, or is that your I said, I said, love I said, of Zach I said, Ertz? No, I said two years he's got for the elite tight end, and then Dallas okay, so stop. takes over. And so stop. So, since this is all hypothetical, like, like, like two years, like, don't you think Dallas got it? In like next year, could be an elite tight end if he was a starter. Like Dallas got it, ready to go. If Dallas, I think Dallas Goddard could replace Zach Ertz overnight. Is what I'm trying to say. Like I, I, I think did. Dallas Goddard, given the opportunity to be a starting tight end, um, I think he could replace Zach Ertz in this offense. Like I, I think he's he's got that potential. So I think next year he'd be ready to go. Is my only point of like, in this hypothetical world of shipping Zach Ertz out, like is why I could see it being of value. Because you're going to have two elite tight ends, uh, and you got to be kidding me. Sorry. Um, and if, anyone, if, any, if anyone's watching the Giants-Cowboys yes, Giants, game. The Giants just fumbled. The Daniel Jones just fumbled for like the eighth consecutive week in a row. <laughs> and um, and we need the – obviously, you need the Giants to win this game, which is looking less and less likely. Unbelievable. But um, – I mean, Dallas Goddard um, – Dallas Goddard's 24. 20- 24 and Zach Ertz is 28 right now. So, I mean, if we're, no, he's 28. He's turning 29 in six days. Dallas Goddard's turning 25 in two months. It, so, it, Luke, back to my original point, I looked it up. The average career in the NFL is 3.3 years. So, yes, but that, if the, if you the average just, career. You can't look at that. You I'm, just can't look at that. You can't? No, you can't because you Why? got players, parents, because you got running backs that last four years, but then you also have receivers that last until they're thirty-five. It, it doesn't Luke, ba- it's Luke, ba- it doesn't got, balance itself out. Look, the way the game's going is people are starting to retire earlier and earlier. I mean, I mean, Megatron, uh, Andrew Luck, you know, Gronk. These guys are, are calling it quits earlier and earlier, and their their careers are like ten years. Like so, so, so I, I'm, t- I'm telling you, the window is short of anything. All right, I think I'm gonna close it up because I just wanted to get the uh, just hypothetical talking. I think we've talked about it enough. Um, and you got so to wrap it up, the Philadelphia Eagles did beat the Chicago Bears. Final score was twenty to fourteen. Yeah, Any we didn't talk about the game. game? <laughs> uh, Nick, you go first. You got it. Wait, about what? Zach was wrapping up there. Hold on, Zach, you've gone. 
No, that's he said <laughs> any. He said any reaction. He said final last thoughts, thoughts of the game. on the game. The uh, one we won. All right, uh, <laughs> all right, uh, sorry. So, so no, no. Uh, my final thoughts are. My final thoughts after every Eagles game is that is that this team is an average team, and you know they gotta add somebody if they want to go anywhere this year. And you know, I think, I think the only way, I think the only, I think, I think, I think this is gonna be one of those years where you gotta watch the Cowboys games and hope the Cowboys lose for the Eagles to win the division. I mean, we're doing it right now. Exactly. And I think, I think. I think you need ten wins to win the division. Um, I think you might need eleven, like, like, cause, cause, the tiebreakers and whatnot. I don't know. I, I mean, you might need eleven, cause I'm worried the Cowboys are gonna. I guess if you beat the Cowboys, I don't know how it works, but, 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 I don't know. You're gonna need ten or eleven wins. You're gonna have to split. I think, I think, Luke, I think you agree with, agree with me. You're gonna have it's to a, split yeah, between the Seahawks yeah. and Patriots. It's uh, if um, we go zero and two, this. Yeah. So so. Uh, again, unless the Cowboys just choke, which could easily happen, it's the Cowboys. So, uh, it's it's just, I don't know. I I I uh, I want to be optimistic, but it's hard. That's what I, that's what this game showed me. Well, what what this game showed me was that the wide receivers are clearly the underlying issue of this team. All right. Uh, my, uh, I mean, the the defense did what they had to do. Uh, they shut out the Bears in the first half. Um, I will I mean, say that. We didn't really talk about it, but shout out to the defense for showing up. Um, they, we, gave up, they gave up about two big plays that I can remember, the one that led to the touch, the two that led to the touchdowns. But, uh, I mean, Jalen Mellis, he played a good game. I remember a huge play where he – uh, Allen Robinson caught the ball and he swatted it away. And I mean, they did end up going down to score, but I mean, still it was a big play. Jalen, he's a starting quarterback. That I mean, he's not anything special, but he's special for us because he's not a practice squad. Um, but the defense, uh, they did what they did. Uh, three sacks early on in the game. Fletcher Cox, he's turning up. Uh, he must have heard Nick's comments early on in the season. Um, I think he did. <laughs> I texted him. I was like, Fletch, come on. Um, uh, I mean, we didn't really talk really much about the game, which, like, I, it, but, like, there's plays Carson, as usual, like Nick's been saying. I mean, he looks MVP, and then he looks bad. Um, I mean, there were we the first drive, it was, sec, I want to say third down when he got sacked. Zach Ertz was wide open in the end zone. He was making a – he was making a slant into the end zone, and he beat the cornerback. And Carson Wentz should have thrown the ball at that moment, and he didn't. And then Zacherts puts his hands up, and he didn't throw the ball again. And then the next second, he gets sacked. It's just Carson Wentz is better than this, and he needs to know how to just trust his instincts. Um, it looks like he's a little skittish out there now. Um, I mean, I don't even – did he throw 200 yards this game? I think he was like two two thirty. It's just, I, I don't yeah, know. It's, it's, just, it's, it's it is, and I mean, Carson's. It's, I mean, it's, Carson's. It's, it's not. It's, just, it's it's. Yes, the receivers are bad and they're not catching the balls, but also Carson. I don't know. It's like he's not. 
he's not the same Carson. And and I'm not saying I, I love the guy, and I think he can be 2017 Carson. I, I mean, he did tear an ACL, and he did have a back injury. Like, it's not just going to cure over six months. But, I mean, it's just we all thought this year was going to be the year we get the 2017 Carson back, and it, when we're not. But, I mean – we, we do need our wide receivers to help the guy out. I mean, you have Alshon dropping. You have Nelson Aguilar dropping. I mean, he played pretty good this game. But, I mean, you have Matt Collins, who should not be on the field. Um, it's it's just – and then and then you have Doug Peterson, who, I mean, his best – the eight-minute drive when it was 19 to 14, we have the ball with like 11 or 10 minutes left and – we drive down the field and just isolate the game and we kick a field goal to go up eight was, was, I mean, it was the biggest drive of the game, obviously with the Eagles, just, just, it just killed the bears, leaving them with only 25 seconds. So, I mean, to, so my biggest takeaway out of this game is like I said earlier, wins a win at the end of the day, we're five and four, but I would like the Eagles to not scare me for a week and just beat the team and not, and not have, like we were up nineteen uh, nothing, and then we score three points in the second half. We we got to learn how to make adjustments. So that, but like I said, a W is a W. Five and four. Cowboys are currently up four against the Giants. So, I mean, season's not over. We're gonna go eleven and five at the end of the. <clears throat> That's my final. Eleven and five. So we're gonna lose one more game. We're losing to the Patriots. And then we're going to win out. I mean, the Seahawks are only a hard game. Now. It could happen. Yeah, keep in mind, this is, what, this is what I think people are seriously overlooking, is that it's hard to beat your division. It's hard to beat their, all your division teams twice in the same year. Like, that's, a, that's difficult. So we got to – and we're going to have to beat the Redskins twice, the Giants twice. Which, and which, which are co- which are combined? Oh yeah, yeah. Three and thirteen record. Dude, that's yeah. great and all, but you know, you know that division games are hard. Like they're not easy. Uh, I, I I I agree. Nick. Like like my point is my point is like I could see us. Like look at five worst teams in the NFL right now. Luke, look, I agree with you. But look, look, look at the game tonight with the Cowboys Giants. I mean, this is a game. I mean, the Giants, the Giants are statistic like um. Record-wise, one of the worst teams in football. But, but like, every, I feel like every game they're kind of in, it, at least for a while, and it, they, especially in the division games. Like, 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 like they play, they play, they always play tough against the Eagles, and we haven't faced the Giants yet this year. So you got to beat them twice. I just feel like that's that's asking. That's a hard. That's hard. And 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 and, and I don't know. I mean, I'm 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 just I just think that this is really really. A lot harder than people think it is. It's like like the Patriots and Seahawks are hard enough, but then to win out, like like it's that's, that's difficult. I'm they, telling you, it's they, difficult. They I played the Bills and lost by they played you. the Bills and lost by fourteen, and we played the Bills and we beat them by eighteen. I mean, it, it, if you want to look at that, look that. I mean, that's that's a week by week basis. I I mean. You got to – and besides, like, that's the Bills. I'm saying these division games, they're really tough, I'm telling you. Like, I like, agree. Like, division, in that same aspect, division, uh, look, like, in that same aspect, game, there was a Luke, 
but look, in that in that same aspect, like the the Bills, the Bills uh, and Patriots game was close, wasn't it? So, like, are you saying that the Eagles are gonna so the Eagles blow out the Bills? Are they gonna blow out the Patriots? But the Bills are a good team. The, the Giants. You, have, just, you just the Giants have. You one just said player. the. You just said the Bills blew out the Giants, so therefore the Eagles will blow out the Giants because the Eagles beat the Bills. I'm saying the the Patriots almost lost to the Bills. Like, so don't you think that – so then wouldn't that mean that the, the Patriots are going to get blown out by the Eagles? Because we beat the Bills by a lot. You understand what I'm saying? What I do, but what I'm we saying – We have been rated as having the second easiest schedule, though, for the rest of the season. Like – I'm not we denying have, that. Stati- like, statistically, play. I totally agree. All I'm saying is that the, Redskins, the, the division Redskins games are a lot harder than you think they are. They're, they're not as easy. They're not just gimmies, is what I'm saying. Like, uh, they're not gimme. We're going to beat the Giants. All right. That's all I'm saying. All right. I'm just saying that this is going to be a very difficult stretch. And, I mean... I, the difficult I, I, stretch I, the, is, is half over, is what I'm saying. After... I said we were gonna win. We're gonna lose one more game if we want to make the playoffs, and I believe that we're gonna lose to the Patriots or the Seahawks. It, like we said, if you go zero and two, the season's over. But we gotta go one and one if we gotta beat the Patriots or the Seahawks. After those two games, it's opponents that aren't good. It's opponents that are the Dolphins who has one wins, the Giants who have two, and the Redskins who have one. And then you play the Cowboys. And I mean, if we want to make the playoffs, you're gonna have to beat the Cowboys. So it's it's a eleven and five going the playoffs or an eight and eight. I agree. I I, I think it really I think it really comes down. I, I think we're gonna see, you know, what happens after this Patriots game. Does the two wins we have now against the Bills and the Bears, does that rally this team enough going forward? That the momentum of winning keeps going? Or are we going to hit a wall and we fight the Patriots? Uh, we'll find out. Uh, so the next episode, we will have a pregame for the New England Patriots-Philadelphia Eagles game. And that will be releasing on November 15th. Um, again, so the Philadelphia Eagles beat the Chicago Bears 22-14 to in Philadelphia on November 3rd, 2019. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, This is Philly Football Now, a Philly Sports Now podcast. Find more news and Philadelphia information at phillysportsnow.com. phillysportsnow.com. Follow us on Twitter. It's at philly underscore sports now. That's at philly underscore sports now, but sports is S-P-R-T-S, no O, now. (laughs) Thank you, everyone, for listening. Again, uh, Philly Football Now, uh, and go Birds.